Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hi, everyone. This is Steph Driver from Broad Street Hockey Radio, joined by Alex Doherty from On the Forecheck in Nashville, the hottest market for hockey as far as I'm concerned when we were all introduced to Nashville this past season. So, Alex, thank you for joining me. Hi, Steph. How are you doing? Wonderful. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Tell me about what's going on in Nashville. So you've had a couple games and they've been a little bumpy. Yeah, uh, a little bumpy. Really, nothing has looked very good for the Predators so far. They lost in Boston on Thursday, four to three. Uh, really, that score is closer than it should have been. It was they scored the Predators scored a couple late goals, so it was really pretty much a blowout for most of the game. And then they go into Pittsburgh and lose again, uh, four nothing shutout to Pittsburgh. Um, really, really tired of playing the Penguins. Really, never want to see them again. <laughs> same. Uh, yeah, same. Exactly. Uh, and, um, yeah, they're, they're 0-2. And, and the, the problem is, you know, the Predators started slow last year as well. They were 2-6 and six in their first eight games. Uh, but, obviously, they pulled it together uh, and, and made, the, made the cup run that they did. The difference is this year they, they really look pretty bad. Last year they were playing fine but just weren't getting results. Now they're, they're, they're really not getting the shot attempts. The possession game that LaViolette is known for is really not there. Uh, the defense is kind of a mess. Uh, a lot of the players that they had, um, well, the, the, the defensive structure that they have right now really is considerably different with Ryan Ellis being out. Uh, Subban and Ekholm are playing okay, but Yossi's playing with a new partner. The bottom pairing is different. Uh, you've got some some questionable defensive uh, roster decisions like Alexi Imelin and mm. keeping Yannick Weber. Um, so the it's kind of a mess. Uh, there's a couple things going well. Philip Forsberg is playing as good as he's supposed to play, and I think that Scott Hartnell has been a really big, a big addition so far. So only really a couple things are going well. Yeah. Who is a player that we should look out for come Tuesday? So I'll give you a couple. Um, one might be a rookie uh, getting his debut. Uh, some people think that Sam Gerard, a defensive prospect that we had, that we have is a uh, number nine. He's 19 years old, mm-hmm. puck moving defenseman. He could come in and uh, and take take the spot of uh, Yannick Weber or Matt Irwin or Emelin and, and really shine. He's uh, he's got a lot of really good skill, really fast, uh, small guy, kind of like Ryan Ellis, not not too dissimilar. Uh, the other guy would probably be Pontus Auberg. Uh, really think that he should should break out. Uh, he he's the guy that he scored a really fantastic goal against Pittsburgh game five I think it was mm-hmm. um and and we were he, he's you know lit up the AHL in terms of goal scoring but really didn't uh do much in the regular season so Pontus Auberg uh would be another one okay how many years in the NHL has he played uh Auberg he made his debut I think um early on last year but okay. he, he would be a rookie so oh okay oh cool yeah definitely people to keep uh, our eye on the only other, the only other uh, possible, you know, breakout would be Kevin Fiala, who is a, a top six winger who everyone is hoping is the guy that is going to replace James Neal in the from the expansion draft. We lost him to Vegas. Um, 
Kevin Fiala, for some reason, went out with an injury. He's day-to-day, but he, he hopefully will be back, and he's a guy that everyone is expecting to be a 20 to 30, somewhere in that range, goal scorer this year. So hopefully he'll be another guy. He's a Swiss uh, scoring winger that they got in 2014. Now, I, I've been thinking for a while that it's really beneficial for us to play Nashville right at the beginning of the season because of that Ryan Ellis injury. What does the timeline look like? Well, uh, they say he's supposed to come back in, in January, uh, some somewhere around game 40, so about halfway through the season. Uh, but the problem is there's been a lot of smoke blowing uh, mm. regarding the Ellis injury because, you know, our, David Poyle in, in June said the timetable looked like he'd be ready for training camp. And obviously, well, obviously that wasn't true. So, uh, yeah, Ellis, I, I, I would think that January is plenty of time. We really don't know much about the injury other than just a leg injury. Yeah. But, uh, I think January is probably when he'll probably come back. And so you could see a similar season. The, the defense figures itself out with Ellis back, another late-season surge from the Predators, but they can't dig themselves too big of a hole. So hopefully they can they can tread water a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So tell me if Nashville thinks about Philadelphia at all, which it's okay if they don't. It kind of gives us the chip on our shoulder if you don't. Uh, but what would you what would you say general feelings are in Nashville about the Flyers and about this game coming up? You know, I I, th- I thought about that. Uh, you asked me this before, and I think honestly, I don't know that Nashville fans really have much on the radar in terms of the Flyers. Uh, I actually know a couple Flyer Flyers fans in, in Nashville. Yep. Um, but I think. I think in order to really be on the radar in Nashville, we have to hate you. So in, in Nashville Predators' minds, there are really just three other teams. There's the Chicago Blackhawks, there's the Pittsburgh Penguins, and there's the Anaheim Ducks. And that's kind of it. I mean, like, all the other teams are there and, you know, whatever. But unless we hate you, you're not really on our radar yet. So I don't know. Maybe as of Tuesday, maybe they'll hate the Flyers. Who knows? <laughs> well, hopefully not because I really want to go to Nashville. I think that it's it's a great – I don't want to say up-and-coming hockey market because you've had hockey for a long time, but I think that the, the hockey world is just starting to get exposed to how great it is in Nashville to be a hockey fan. Oh, it, it absolutely is up-and-coming. I mean, it, it's it, I would say it's up-and-coming and now here. Uh, the, 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 the vibe around the city is, has very much changed uh, over the last several months. Um, I mean, people were just really, really excited about this this coming season, and uh, the, what the cup run did for the city was just, a, and it, I mean, it's unimaginable. I mean, you can't, you can't even, if you'd seen the city beforehand, you would notice a difference afterwards. I mean, like the, the, the whole, the whole place is different now. Um, having said that they could lose it if they don't really, you know, if they don't do something to, you know, if, like if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think that's going to be a huge step backwards. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs, but uh, they, they, it is Nashville fans can be a little bit uh, fickle with their fandom. I mean, like for example, when the Titans went on their Super Bowl run, it was uh, a really exciting time, and then they really stunk for a number of years and stink now. So, um, you know, they, it, like any other sports city, if, if they don't, if you don't win, they're not gonna they're not gonna support you as much as when you do. Right. Uh, so I want to want to close out with just some former Flyers conversation. So you have returned to you Scott Hartnell who we affectionately refer to as Steve Steve Hartnell um tell us about the season that he's having and what you expect from him well Scott like I mentioned earlier Scott's been a a pretty um 
one of the bright spots uh, so far. Uh, Hartnell, he's he obviously he does what he does so well. Um, one of the big problems last year was net front presence, getting shots from the slot, getting shots in dangerous areas, and uh, the power play. Mm-hmm. And Scott Hartnell fits both of those roles very well, and he's been great in the first two games. Uh, even though the team around him is kind of not good right now. Uh, yeah, Hartnell's awesome. People in Nashville love Scott Hartnell. He's been a, a fan favorite since day one. Um, really the first really good draft pick the Predators ever had. Yeah. I'm not really counting David Legwand in that. Uh, Scott Hartnell was a, is, a, is a, you know, he's a, he's a hometown guy to us, I think. Yeah, that's great. No, we, we consider him a hometown Philly guy, too, so I guess we yeah, can... Sorry, Steve Hartnell. Steve. Steve sorry. <laughs> we can share him. Uh, and then finally, Laviolette. Lavi spent some time here and obviously is now down in Nashville. How's that going for, for you guys? I, I think people are pretty happy with Laviolette. I mean, I, I think the, the players really seem to, to enjoy the system that he the employs. And uh, I think the city likes that kind of an edge coach. For so many years, they had Barry Trotz and Jeff Fisher as their as their main coaches in this town, which is just so vanilla and and boring. And I mean, nice guys, but then you got a guy like Laviolette who's got a bit of an edge, and uh, and he'll he'll you'll see him yelling at his team on the side. You see him yelling at the refs. It's kind of it's kind of exciting, and people like him. And then obviously the results speak for themselves. I mean, he's made the playoffs every year since he's been here. We've gone the furthest we've ever gone twice in a row. And uh, I think that that's, that speaks more than anything. So I think people are pretty big fans of Laviolette right now. That's awesome. Uh, and then before we close out, are you on the fire hack stall bandwagon? <laughs> uh, I mean, as much as any Flyers fan probably is, I would imagine. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've listened to Broad Street Hockey Radio for, uh, for a while now. And I think, I think I listened to like five or six episodes in a row when uh, Gosses Bear was getting healthy scratch last year and there were just – all kinds of rants uh, going on on your show. So I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Great. Well, thank you again, Alex, for joining us. You can find Alex Doherty at on the four check and uh, good luck to you and your team throughout the season. Absolutely. You too. Thanks. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB nation. And I want to tell you about my new show. It seems smart. It seems smart is a show about people doing things that for some reason or another seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.